This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome friends to another Freedom Fighter podcast. I hope you're all good. Uh, this week we continue our living water uh, experience um, with our good friend Pastor Vince Gatland uh, and this episode we're actually talking about um, the next stage is spirit and truth. You know if you're familiar with the passage that Jesus uh, had said to the women at the well that you know those who are going to worship my father the genuine, the true worshippers will worship him in spirit and in truth. What does it mean? Who reveals truth? You know, and and how, how what what what's required of us before we receive the living water he promised uh, this woman at this well? We delve deep into this stuff today within. So I pray it really deeply encourages you and helps you and and lifts your spirit. So God bless you all. How you all doing? Welcome back to another recording. Uh, we are still on our seas around living water and uh, got my good friend Pastor Vince uh, Gartland with again this week to share a wee bit more. Um, we're going to be talking today on spirit and truth. So Vince, i just ask you to open up a bit of prayer please for us. Yeah, good morning Derek and good morning everybody. Uh, it's good to see everybody and thank you for joining us at, at this broadcast. So, Father God, we come to you this morning, Lord, this Sunday morning, and, Lord God, we ask for your blessing on us, Lord God. Lord, we ask you, Lord God, let our hearts be open to all that you have to say to us, Lord, in this area of worshipping in spirit and in truth. So, Lord God, we come to you, Lord God, and we thank you for who you are to us. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for all the good things that are in our lives, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, when challenges come, you never leave us or forsake us. You always walk with us. So, Lord God, no matter what we face this morning, everybody listening, Lord, if we, we come joyous this morning, we thank God for it. Lord, if we come, Lord, with troubles, Lord, we know that, that you'll come there with us. So, Lord God, we ask your guidance this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Vince. So, we're picking up from where we left off. We, we finished... Uh, talking about this living water, talking about the, uh, you know what what Jesus was offering, um, at this well with this with this lady. And uh, so the where we're finished is the lady was saying, please give me some of this what you're talking about. I want this life giving water. I want the, the 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 life that you're offering me. But Jesus will pick up, and I'll just read this uh, from the Amplified. Um, the woman said to him, Sir, give me some of this water so that I will never thirst again and I don't have to continually come here to draw out water all the time. At, at that, Jesus said to her, First, go, go and call your husband to come back here, will you? The woman said, I've got no husband. Jesus said to her, You have spoken truly in saying you have no husband, for you have had five husbands and the man you're living with now is not your husband. In this you have truly spoken. The woman said, Sir, I see and understand that you're a prophet. Our forefathers worshipped in this mountain, but you Jews say that Jerusalem is a place where it's necessary and proper to worship. Jesus said, Woman, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither here at this mountain or Jerusalem. You Samaritans don't know what you're worshipping. 
you, you worship what you don't comprehend. But we do know what we're worshipping. We worship what we have knowledge of and understand. For after all, salvation comes from among the Jews. But he says, a time will come, however, and indeed is already here, when the true, genuine, authentic worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth or reality. For the Father is seeking just such people as these as his worshippers. God is a spirit. He's a spiritual being. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth or reality. So, you know, the woman's asking for the, the water. Give me this life. I want to. I want the, what you're offering. But he says, go and get your husband. So, the first, first before she could experience his life, he had to deal with the issues that were keeping the life from her. And uh, so, um, one thing we, we we've noticed here is, did you did you notice the woman's need? Of truth being revealed to her. She only said, No, I've not got a husband. Like like we all do. We give a wee bit of what we see in our lives. No, I I I am I've 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 I'm not like that. Um I'm, I'm I'm like this or yeah, you might be right about that, or you might I maybe <laughs> But, but Jesus then gave her the full picture. No, you've, the one the way the news know your husband, but you've had five. He had to reveal the, uh, the her true condition. And so, on the back of all this, I've had a couple of conversations, and a friend had said to me, um, and he's part of a movement who I think this is kind of familiar language in, and it jarred me when I heard it. He said about speaking his truth, right? And that jarred me. I thought, what, 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 does, what, what is that implying? And so I, I then, uh, you know, in preparation for this, there was things come up that actually, that actually helped me to see that that's, it's error. It's error in our thinking. That when we rely on our own truth, we can so easily deceive ourselves. Vince, what, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, just looking at that scripture, Derek, as I, as I did along with you this morning, mm-hmm. um, the thing that jumped out at me was, because I was asking the question, what is actually happening here with this woman, this encounter? that Jesus was having with this Samaritan woman. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to me that it was it was a, an encounter. It was an encounter that was potentially life-changing for her because here was he, he the truth, he representing the truth, mm-hmm. and he was able to uh, give her her truth, mm-hmm. the truth of her life. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was an invitation to her to come away from where she was and come closer to him. Mm-hmm. It was an invitation to know him better and to no longer worship from a distance. Mm-hmm. She, she, her tradition was the Samaritans went to the mountain. They worshipped the Jacob's well, you know, just as the, the Jews had worshipped at the temple. So it was an invitation. No longer that's not what God wants. He wants a heart encounter. Mm-hmm. 
And the, the other thought that came to my mind with this was, um, as fathers, I was thinking we're both fathers. Mm-hmm. I'm father of daughters, you're father of a son. So, you know, we know what we want for our children. We want to be close to our children. We want to draw them close. Mm-hmm. We want to have a relationship. We want to we want them to know the love that we have for them and so that they can receive from us. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was the very place that God was drawing the woman at the well yeah. and making us to this morning. Yeah. Brilliant, man. Yes. So I'm just going to quote something that, that really helped me, that brought, that, that brought conviction, that brought correction. Uh, for my own thinking. Um, I just read this to Vince there, um, but we'll read it out. It's from Leanne Payne's book, The Listening Prayer. And she is quoting a scripture that talks about the need for us to put on love, put on uh, kindness, compassion, tenderness, forgiveness, even when we're not feeling like it. That's, 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 that's the highest, the high call. She she quoted a, a fictional book that she had read, and I'll just read it here. And it was in 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 the, in the situation, the story from the woman at the well. It just fits perfectly because this was about other women who weren't loving their husbands. They but they honoured their marriage vows by putting on love for them, even though they didn't feel like it, even though their personal feelings. Their personal truth was saying, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not loving him right now. But this had occurred, she said, only after both had nearly left home and children for the men in whom they thought themselves in love. And doing the right thing, putting on love for the ones that they, they, they had made a vow before God to, to, to live with, they not only came to love their husbands and children, but lived to see the day when they wondered why they'd ever thought themselves in love with the men they had so compulsively and selfishly desired. The author, she writes, was concerned with right action and the way it serves truth. The characters, she said, who were of this century were more concerned with the truth of their feelings. And that really nailed and it helped me correct what I was, I was disturbed about when I heard just tell your truth. Just share your truth. Because we can be more concerned with our, the truth of our own feelings than with the truth itself. Than with the truth of, I have to put on love and mercy for people who do not deserve it. If I put on anger and hatred and offence, I ruin everything. So, she then goes on to say, this was even to the point of rationalising that truth would be better served if they were honest about their personal feelings, rather than uh, their faithfulness to the higher good, to this objective moral good. She writes, these two generations of this family were strongly tempted to destroy themselves in this way, but in both cases, the moral good prevailed once the woman chose it. Wow. How how deep, how, how convicting, because... In my own marriage, and I know we've shared that lens uh, together about our own experiences, and people have had to be like this with me, but we'll take this back to Romans chapter 5. It says, Christ, even when while we were yet sinners, he laid his life down for us. He loved us so much that even while we were actually living like children who didn't care, who were saying, I'm not interested in you, 
he laid his life down for us. And I reflect in my own life and how my parents or grandparents and people over me have, have suffered long and yet been there to love, to, to provide, to, to pull you and rescue you out of the situations you've created for yourself. Um, they chose to do that even when I didn't deserve it. Um, the, I'll just quote this from the book that she, she writes about her. She says, the woman wrote, I had to struggle on by myself to the idea that if truth is the creation of perfection, then it is action and has nothing to do with feeling. And the nearest we can get to creating perfection in this world is to create good for the greatest number, for the community or the family, not just for ourselves. To then go and create for ourselves means misery and confusion for everybody. And I read that, I thought of people who I've spoke to who have divorced their, their wives. And they said, I created nothing but misery for my family. And I wish I could turn the, t- t- the, the, the hand of time back. I, I'm a, an elderly man said that. And then I think of guys who have, are utterly deluded and deceived, who can't see this for themselves, but, but everybody else... Uh, around them go that's all you've created utter choosing based upon your own selfish feelings and you've done nothing but cause misery and confusion for everybody around about you and everybody who's actually having to deal with your story that you're still you're still denying has created this kind of thing she then says this made me see that acting a part is not always synonymous with lying meaning you can fake it till you make it but it's far more often the best way of serving the truth it is more truthful to act what we should feel if the community communities to be well served rather than behave as we actually do feel in our own selfish private feelings. Meaning, I can love and put on love for people. That's the truth, even though I don't feel it. Well, even when I don't deserve it, like Christ did for us, dying while we were yet hostile and, you know, totally opposed to... to, to to God in his ways, he died for us. Yeah. Um, great truth in there, Derek. <clears throat> and it's the it's the battle of the flesh, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, because in reality, I mean, we, we face these things every day. Encounters with our kids, with our wives, with folk in church, mm-hmm. with relationships that we have. We, we we are faced these things every day, and it seems to me as as children of God, as men of God, mm-hmm. as men of the Spirit, that we have a choice. Mm-hmm. So every day we we'll face these things. You know, people having a go. Mm-hmm. You know, as we've encountered a few times recently. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so you know they're coming at you aggressively. Mm-hmm. I'm so aware that you know everyone in me wants to slap it down, stop it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think sometimes, you know, we're, 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 we're not asked to be doormats. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, there's a choice there. And I'm thinking of a recent encounter where that was necessary, but also love was necessary. Mm-hmm. So once we get through that barrier, mm-hmm. once we, we sent out signals, your behaviour is not acceptable, mm-hmm. but then you've got the opportunity to, to pour out love, mm-hmm. to pour out understanding, mm-hmm. to pour out acceptance mm-hmm. and say, look, I, I understand why mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you're acting like this. Mm-hmm. But let them understand uh, the root of it. Mm-hmm. Let them understand that it's the truths, his truths, mm-hmm. that lead them to that place. Mm-hmm. I'm rejected. I'm humiliated. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad hates me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's never been there for me. He, he's abandoned me. Mm-hmm. All these things are going on. That was his truth. Mm-hmm. And he was acting out of those things. And it's it's our job, I believe, as men of God with some light about this, mm-hmm. that, 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 that we can help that person, that mm-hmm. man, that woman, mm-hmm. to come and to, to occupy a different space. Yeah. I'm just going to quote C.S. Lewis. He says basically the same lesson. Do not waste time bothering whether you love your neighbour. Act as if you did. As soon as we do this, we find one of the great secrets. When you are behaving as if you love someone, you will presently come to love them. If you injure someone you dislike, you will find yourself disliking him more. If you do him a good turn, you will find yourself disliking him less. (laughs) And, you know, what a paradigm shift that is. When you think of, when we look on at some of the family, the, the, the deep-rooted pain within our families, you know, um, you know, or some, some might be listening that, that, you know, you can totally relate with the, with the hurts in relationships, the division in, that can easily come when there's offence in families, when there's people been hurt and there's judgments made. And as Vince said, this father-son or brother-sister relationship, there's so many things in between it and you're so distant. Yeah, yeah. And that is the truth that even though I, my subjective feelings, my truth is I am hurt, I am angry, I am bitter, I am offended, but I can still choose the truth of putting on love for the greater good. Yes, yes. Because... I, I'm telling you, when I, when I come into a blended family and uh, experienced the pain that had that the first husband and father had created by his, his selfish actions, um, him acting out of his own subjective feelings, I then became, I was getting punished for his acts. And, you know, I, I was then faced with how do I react? Because all I've learned is to fight back with the weapons of the world. Fight back with anger. Fight back with hatred. Fight back with rejection. Fight back with, uh, you know, all these uh, worldly weapons. And I was hopeless. I remember walking a door-to-door sales. I was driving places. I remember opening my Bible to Matthew chapter 5. The Sermon on the Mount. You're thinking, what, what light's in this for me? And when I saw, love your enemies bless and do good and pray for those that are persecuting you blessing them bless your enemies and you know and for those who are despitefully using you and abusing you and hurting you pray for them i thought what that is the answer and that was the truth i just read even though i don't feel like this and i know i've failed miserably many times because of my own brokenness and pain and hurt but thank god it's a new day and the new day, the new day for us all is I can actually choose truth over subjective, personal, hurt, selfish feelings. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as as we come back here, Vince, to the the need that this woman had for Jesus to reveal the truth to her. What 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 about that? 
Well, you know, while you're talking there, Derek, I, the, I just felt went back in time to an experience I had. And this is where, just what you're saying there, I needed God to change my heart in a situation. And I was in a Christian community in Glasgow at the time, and there was this particular guy that I just could not, I could not like. I had no reason to dislike him, but there was just, there was something about his reactions to me that created something in me. I was very unhappy about it. And I remember this particular day driving up with my wife and my, and my girls, and I was saying to God, I need you to change my heart in this. You know, I can only take responsibility for my own uh, self, my own reactions. And I really don't understand why I feel like this anyway. We arrived at the building in Glasgow and walking down towards me with this guy, mm. I get out of the car and I could not believe Derek what happened. This this guy who I formerly tr- would want to avoid, <laughs> I found my heart lifting towards him. Mm-hmm. I found this love towards this boy mm-hmm. that I was totally absent before. Mm-hmm. And I even went up to him and gave him a hug. Mm-hmm. And he hugged me back. Mm-hmm. So the trouble was mine, Derek. Mm-hmm. The trouble wasn't his. Mm-hmm. It was the state of my heart that needed to So, praise the Lord. Yeah. The work of the well, yeah. the work of the well needed a heart to change. Mm-hmm. She had all these husbands mm-hmm. um, she had, uh, she had the man living with her. She needed, she needed to meet with truth. Yeah. She needed to to meet with a truth that would set her free. Mm-hmm. She needed to meet the truth that would provide that living water for her mm-hmm. that she could grow on for the rest of her life and bring her life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, the scripture tells us she went off to tell everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know the full story behind that. Mm-hmm. We will do, I guess. No. In my in my in my thoughts, I'm thinking that that whole village would have got saved. Yeah, yeah. Aye. Brilliant. Yeah. Because I watched the Chosen recently, uh, and it's yeah. for anybody who's not saw it. Free free download an app, and it it, it, it it's a basically a drama around the like these things around the life of Christ. It is the best I've ever seen. The last series uh, episode, sorry, on the first the first uh, series. It's about the woman at the well. Now, after everything we're doing with the heart, and I heard, I've heard this outcry this week about the drug deaths and all that. And you know, I've been there, I've, you know, I feel that deeply. But I, I've came to realise changing laws doesn't change, doesn't change the country. Changing men's hearts does. Yes. That's what changes countries. Changes families. Sorry, changes families first. Changes communities next. Changes yes. nations next. Yes. You know, so I, I I'm totally aware that it's it's encounters like Vince is talking about that's required for men's hearts and women's hearts to change in this nation, or drug problems to change in this nation. Um, you know, where was I going with the first part? I can't, I've lost my train. I thought. Yeah. Um. I think I think the points you're making there, Derek, is mm-hmm. very important because people listening in this morning, they're listening in as individuals, but they're probably parts of families, mm-hmm. they're part of community, they live in a town mm-hmm. and they're citizens of this nation. Mm-hmm. And you know, as we close today, Derek, it would be great 
if we could play, pray for the individuals, pray for the families that they mm-hmm. represent, mm-hmm. towns that they represent. And, and it's true, it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. You change a nation by changing men's hearts. Aye. Yeah. Aye. So, aye. So, the, 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 point, the point for me is the need of the truth being revealed. This, this encounter, uh, yes. encounter the work that we have been doing, that we've, we've in our own lives, first, first, can speak, no just about what we're doing, we're speaking about what's happened to us. We're speaking about the encounters we've had that have changed everything. And, you know, for me, how important this was, when you, even if you're listening and you're in the midst of battles thinking, this wife of mine, this husband of mine, you know, I'm, I, I'm so, I'd so, so much rather be somewhere else. I'd, this other person's life, I looked at Facebook and all these ideal pictures we see of people, you know, look, I know, as I've read these things, I was there for years, living in that for years, you know, the same stories, until things get changed in my own heart, where I'm able to see and love what is right in front of me, and choose that truth, the hardest thing about being able to choose and put on love, and bear with one another in love, and it says how great... Apostle Paul, First Corinthians thirteen, that love is patient, love is kind, it is long suffering, you know, it endures long, you know, these these uh, just weird one liners that that says it all. Um, but one other thing for me has that's been what, that's what our ways have done for us. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, you know. So the choice of um, you know the, the the other thing for me is. The, the need for this woman to have the truth revealed to her. You know, that she... Because what, what, what grated on me was this, my personal feelings, my personal truth, this is the language that's been used. And you're going, if you're depending on your own ability, your own understanding to reveal the truth to you, you know, like this woman here, I've, I, I'm not got a husband. No, you know, you're not telling the false story. We we, we miss the, all the parts, the most important parts out because it's too painful. It's like my situation, I spoke about this blended family. Oh, the delusion and the person who's caused so much pain, the limited little parts this person has given to try and, try and um, you know, um, you know, justify himself and, and, and how out of touch he is with the pain that he's created in people and how it needs to be how it needs to be acknowledged. Right? So that's what we're all like. We're we're like that with our own the their own lack of awareness in our own uh, hearts, the lack of awareness of how what impact we have on others. You know, the things that we're doing and how you know, what impact's that gonna have uh, if I continue to do this. Um so these, I could share some more truths about this, but the, the, the thing for me is, this this was revealed to me after coming out of lockdown there, and as I've communicated in previous recordings about um, how I was feeling because of the pressure I was living under. And so I was out morning and night, what I'm continuing to do in this quiet place. And uh, I, I had been reading this book called A Hundred Days in a Secret Place, and one one of the writings for this Christian from the 16th, 17th century, Madame Guignon, 
she talked about a new way of self-examination. And really, it pointed to what happened at the well here. Because she was saying that you, you coming into God's presence, always examining yourself, like what they do, you know, this 12-step thinking, you're taking all this inventory yourself. But you can miss out so much of what you, just speak your truth. But you can miss out so much of what's actually happening in your life. So, Jesus is saying to the women, the true worshippers, the authentic true worshippers will worship me in spirit and in truth. Will worship me for the heart in reality. Um, as part of my counselling course, I heard this quote that changed, it was such an, up, an update for me. Carol Jung, unless the unconscious becomes conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And I heard that and I thought something was, you know, deep was calling to deep. That, you know, the, the reality of these, these things that we can't see, the unconscious, these things that we're not aware of, that we can live in denial about, unless they become conscious, unless they're brought into the light, they will continue to control, direct our lives. And we'll just sit there going, why does this keep happening to me? This is fate. That's just what happens in life. And these ignorant statements that are based in blindness, because you're actually, you think this stuff just keeps playing out, but you're blind to the fact that it plays out because there's things that are unconscious in your life that keep attracting them and reproducing them. So, you know, the goal is... is you want to worship me, he says. True worshippers worship me in spirit and in truth. They allow my truth, like this Madame Guignan said. She said, unroll your soul. Lay your entire soul open before God in his presence, in his quiet, in the secret place, in the quietness. And ask him to reveal the truth. And we were away last week with guys, and while we were talking about this very thing, one of the boys was expressing after the quietness of what happened to him and how thoughts came. And these thoughts were revealing to him what was what the truth of what was going on in his own heart. And some happened to me that I could go on for, for hours about these things, but I was reminded of a boy that we'd done our first camp with and he was perpetuating, reproducing a lot of problems in relationships, clinginess and things like this. And one, after one quiet session, um, things come up and it was revealed that this, guy, this boy's dad had died when he was a teenager and he, the body was in his, his bedroom and he had never grieved and let go because of the shock and the pain of it. And this, this, this unresolved thing in his soul was reproducing in his intimate relationships. 25, 30 years later. So we all need truth. We all need God to bring light into our lives that releases us from the unconscious patterns that things we're totally unaware of uh, and bring us into life and freedom, the truth that sets us free. So... Vince, you want to say anything else, or you want to just try, we'll, we'll just lead these people into? Prayer? Yeah, I think I think we close in prayer now, mate. Mm-hmm. And so, Father, we 
we come into your presence right now, Lord. And Lord God, we put aside, Lord, all the things that are going around around us at the moment. Lord, the things that's happening in our families, in our neighbourhood, in our relationships, in our work situation. Lord, we put those aside for a moment and we come into your presence. And Lord God, we ask you, Lord, Lord, let your stillness just flood our heart, your, your peace just to flood our hearts, Lord God. And Lord God, I ask you this morning, Lord, would you speak to each individual listening to this podcast? Would you speak into every heart, oh God? And would you speak your truth? Lord, no matter what each individual is facing, Father God, I pray, Lord God, that you are able, Lord, to make sense of it. Lord, maybe stop them from reacting and help them to respond. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for the love that you have for us, Lord. That you laid down your life for us, yet we are still sinners. We are still rebellious. We are still hostile to your message, to your truth. So, Lord God, as we focus on that this moment, I ask you, Lord Jesus, just to touch every heart. Lord, change every heart, oh God. Mm-hmm. And Lord God, if there's people listening today, watching today, if they don't know you yet, Lord God, we ask you, Lord God, and just invite them to come. Mm-hmm. Invite them to come and accept you as their personal saviour. So, Lord, so folks that are listening, it's very simple. You just need to invite Jesus in. Come, Lord Jesus. I accept that you're my saviour, that you died on Calvary's cross for me and your blood washed me clean of all my sin. And I accept you as my saviour. Amen. Amen. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighter.life. Until next time, God bless you.